Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to episode one, part two of the AI Comic Pod, courtesy of Anfield Index, hosted by me, Stuart Bridson, and the always wonderful Rory Greenfield as well. Thank you very much, mate. And we are joined again by Gags because apparently we can't get rid of him. I get accused by this. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you were doing two Avengers pods, you might as well keep some consistency. This is exactly. true. And I'm sure you've been well received after the first part. I hope so. Well, so, I did come across looking like a bit of a doof thanks to Rory. Sorry. Well, yeah. Rory, you got your own I'm back. Not gonna do, I'm not going to do a second quiz, don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there will be no humiliating quiz. Don't worry, I am humiliated on the Nina Kyler show regularly by Nina. So, Rory, welcome to the, welcome to the, I, the yeah, family. I feel, I feel proud to have joined the Nina cult of humiliating <laughs> There is a following. There will be soon a Twitter page, but, you know. So, just to uh, just to kick things off a little bit, we're going to... We've already covered the first Avengers film, which we love. I'm sure everyone who's listening loves it. There's nothing to not like about it. And frankly, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be listening anyway. Age of Ultron was only out very recently, so just on the off chance that anybody hasn't seen it, there will obviously be spoilers. We will be talking about specific things from the film. If you haven't seen it, please go and watch it and then come back and listen to the pod and join in the discussion with it. We'd love to discuss all these parts on Twitter with you as well. We're going to promote the living hell out of this as well. So if you want to join in, jump right in with us. So the logical thing to uh, to start off with, opening scene, doesn't exactly leave anything to the imagination, does it? Within seconds, we've got the whole Avengers lineup. I when When I remember the trailer for it, that's the big scene that they led into was when they all are going, you know, in situ on the screen, attacking that base, um, and they all just joined forces, and everyone was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this. 
Um, it's probably the most, I think it's one of the most hyped films of all time because the first one did so well and grossed so much money and was just seen and loved by so many people. And I think everyone was just so expectant on this film. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's, I think it outsold the first one. I think it's done better, performed better than the first one. But I think people generally felt a little bit flat about it. But I'm I'm not thinking that. I think it takes a couple more watches than the first one to instantly grab you. But I, I absolutely love this film. I think you do too as well, Stu. You're saying one yeah. of your favourites, isn't it? I think in many ways I actually prefer it to over the first one because I, I watched it twice within a week of each other. I went with... Um, my friend Ian we always watch comic book stuff together and another mate of his Tom and then the week after I went to see it with my girlfriend her cousin and one of her friends and yeah second time round there was a lot of things that I'd missed I think I was caught up in the occasion and I missed the subtleties and I definitely appreciated it second time round more but it, it I know a lot of people thought it was a bit of a disappointment but I think it's exactly what you said. It was so hyped. It was never going to live up to the hype, but it was still a bloody good film. Yeah. And, and I, I, I actually thought it was a lot funnier than the first one. And that's saying something because the first one was very funny. Yeah, we picked up on the on the, on the the first part about all those kind of comic lines in the first film. But the scene with in the party with the hammer it's when brilliant. they're all trying to lift the hammer so oh good yeah. so and when good. captain america goes for it and it's his face his face his face is just <laughs> priceless i absolutely love it because he's there looking really cocky you know he's like no you can't do this and he's kind of laughing it off um can i follow it, this up because that hammer right is so important in this and i think this is a perfect point to mention this even though the story it goes further on in the story is when the and this is this is the key of of both avengers movies is that they can turn a serious moment in a movie on its head with comic relief within a, like in a second and vision is born or created, let's say. Vision yeah. is created. They are all ready to pounce on him. And he's talking to them, and he's got them on his side, or he's kind of, you know, and all of a sudden, he just picks the hammer up and hands it to Thor. And they go around the room looking at everyone's face. And it's just like, from this serious moment, everyone's just like, um, okay then. And Thor's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. sweep <laughs> that under the carpet and just go and on like that. Never off. And, then, and then they rip the piss out of Thor at the end of the movie saying so the hammer can be in an elevator and go up but that's not a supreme being <laughs> and like they're just ripping him because these are the comic parts you know even though it's end middle whatever it's just it's just like that hammer that that scene in the party is revisited so many times throughout the movie and it brings you that relief because yeah. there's serious parts that are now getting, we are fucked. You know, we are literally, and then all of a sudden, it just changes the mood with one swoop. You know, and that's the beauty about Josh. Is it Josh Whedon? Is it? It is. How he, yeah. How he does these movies is that he can, he's got you where he wants you, and he can change the way you're watching the movie in a second. I, th- I think Josh. We didn't mention Josh Whedon before, but. He's a brilliant director as well. It's quite a bold move to bring him in because he's never done anything near the scale of these. Um, but there's a film called Serenity that he did many years ago um, that was a spin-off from a TV series called Firefly. 
and it's a brilliant sci-fi film that everyone should check out. I don't know if you've seen it, Stu. Yeah, um, I was actually a bit of a late adopter with Firefly, and I don't understand why. It just completely went under my radar. Because, again, the comedy in those kind of... If you watch Serenity, it's quite a few years old now. It's obviously it's a spin-off from the TV series, but you can see the direction. You can see the kind of subtle humour that he adopts in his films, and it just relays really well into into how he directs um, both these these Avengers films. It's really good. The first scene is quite pivotal in this film because you've got to remember they don't actually come together as a as a fighting force until the last part of the last of the first film and on this one it's obviously the first scene and they're all working in such coordinated fashion so cool yeah it's so cool it's so so cool and they're just destroying this army base um (laughs) but they're still showing that they're human you know well hawkeye in particular you know he still gets hurt um, I think he gets shot um, and they ask for a little bit of help and Hulk just rocks up and, and just absolutely wipes out this bunker. Um, and it's, it's again, it's just a very good introduction to the film and introduces you to two quite pivotal characters that Stu might want to talk about. Yeah, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch. We, we see them originally at the end of one of the, um, one of the post- credit scenes where they're in a, a cage and Baron von Strucker's talking about the twins and I was I was surprised when I first saw them with spoiler they're Magneto's kids in the comics yeah. and with X-Men being part of a completely different franchise I didn't think that they would do it but they actually handled it quite well rather than doing something lame like oh you know they've got a mystery father they've just made them an experiment They've just been a lab experiment. They were normal before, and now they've got powers. Yeah. Quicksilver, I've never really been a fan of. Um, similar as what I said about Hawkeye, I always look at Quicksilver and go, well, the Flash is better. But Scarlet <laughs> Witch is a very, very interesting character. She is. And we'll, we'll probably touch more on her when we get all giddy and talk about Civil War. She is the pivotal character in this movie in terms of... Um, in terms of messing everything up at the start right she yeah. is the one that she, kills it off. she's the one that gets in everyone's head she drives the wedge between everyone but then at the end her coming together after a, a really good speech from hawkeye which is 50 percent serious and 50 percent funny when he's talking about you know he's going up against the world and he's got a bow and arrow and he's not doing it because he wants to he's doing it because it's his job and then she comes out and she just starts tearing these things to pieces these incredibly advanced machines but the the way her powers develop and like we see in the civil war trailer she's now learned how to fly and in the comics her powers go so far beyond that she can bend time and space and she's a phenomenally powerful character it's interesting to see whether they're going to go down the route of a relationship with the vision because they do end up having a baby with together wow Wow, yeah. I did not know that. I, I don't um, know whether they'll go down that route, but... I really hope not, because I don't want to envisage the vision in a sex scene. Uh, <laughs> I think we should just end the pod there, because <laughs> no one needed to hear Why did he go there? Why? Because well, <laughs> he's the weirdest character of the whole comic book franchise. It's just, it's Paul Bettany looking like a deformed experiment it's so weird i that's the one bit of the film and and still know more about the vision from his experience and you know in, in the comic book genre but 
it just plays out so weird. It just doesn't look right to me. And and he plays it, obviously, he's not human, he's not a robot, he's kind of in between. Um, and it's, it's, it's a strange character for me. It's the one part of the film that I'm still yet to... Well, to Thor, fully get my head around. Thor yeah. refers to him as a god because he he he's adamant that only gods can lift the hammer. True. So he's yeah. referring to him because they said, "Oh, what about the the mind stone? You know what? Where it's called the mind stone, right? Yeah, the one that he's got. Yeah. In his so head he goes, mind, he goes, so. oh, why 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 are we going to leave the mind stone with him? And at the end, he's saying because because he is pretty much a god, and it's going to be totally safe with him if he can lift the hammer. He's it's safe. Here. Yeah, it's safe yeah, exactly. and, and and I think he's obviously Thor's the guy that knows about these stones more than the rest of the cast, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, they uh, do, the vision again, that he has, yeah, it's it's the vision he has, and obviously, um, it, it again introduces other areas. I think we mentioned that a lot on the last part about Guardians of the Galaxy because that's got one of the six. Is it five or six? Um, That's got one of the infinity gems infinity in it. Infinity yeah. gems. So there's a mind it, gem, there's the Tesseract, yeah. there's the Aether. The Aether from Myth or the Dark World. the Orb. Yeah. The Orb. So, there's so they're all kind of linking, obviously, things together, and it's it's all kind of leading in. And we said before about the, the forward planning and how things are, are playing out and linked, and it's really good. I, You know, with the twins, I think... Um, I can't remember which Olsen it is. It's not one of the twins, is it? Is it Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Yeah. She's the. I think she's the elder sister. Yeah, and and she's really good actually. Because I remember reading a list of all the people who were up for that part, and it was a really high profile list of of actresses, to be honest. And she she got the part, and she I think she plays it really well. I mean, their accents are terrible. Yeah. They, but, they've literally gone, right, do the most generic Russian accent you can think of and just yeah. roll with it. Yeah, exactly. So their accents aside, but I think she grows into that film. Obviously, you see her powers grow. Um, and, you know, we've done a spoiler warning. She has a very notable scene uh, where her brother dies. Um, or does he die? That's rumoured as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, where and, and she obviously becomes a prominent pivotal character and you see her right at the end becoming an Avenger, which, um, you know, Hawkeye gives them a motivational speech and then you see her in the kind of training academy at the end. So she's obviously going to go on to being quite a, an important character in the, in the, in the franchise. And, you know, I love the way they're both described because they do a debrief on them, obviously when they get back in. Yeah. With Maria Hill. Yeah, He's exactly. fast, she's weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was what, exactly what I was going to say. Cause I, I was just weird. about to try and segue us into the uh, the lines, favourite lines. Have you got any particular standout ones, Gags? Not really in this one. Not not major uh, funny ones, really. Or... I've got a prominent one that, that is out throughout the film when... Um, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Language yeah. is what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, language is the best one. They just keep yeah. going back to it. They keep going back to it because it's the kind of Captain America gold where he's still an innocent, you know, I don't know. I love still that Steve part Rogers, the kid, isn't he? Exactly. The little weedy kid. Yeah, exactly. And, he, you know, <laughs> they just keep pulling him on it every time. And I think that's the way the film develops because they're, they're now a close-knit core group of friends. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a really different feel about how they all are as, as, a, as a group. Until they fall out because of, you know, Downey Jr.'s and, you know, um, Mark Ruffalo's actions. Because he's involved in 
in the creation of Ultron as much as Ruffalo is really as much as as Danny Jr they both want Ultron to exist in one way or another and and that's the kind of split you see you know obviously emerging throughout the film um and that's Ultron's I think Ultron's really well played and really well voiced he is one of my favorite lines is his um Iron Man asks him what's the vibranium for and in the most dry way possible, he says, I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. And then he just <laughs> shoots him. It was, was I thought it was more, this was more serious as well with some of the quotes. But I thought I thought that the, we're going to go to favourite scenes and obviously the Hulkbuster scene yeah. is, oh, is, is, yes. is the best. I thought all of all of his dialogues throughout that fight were just hilarious. He, he's, he's, he, just, he was just like, don't mention PewDiePie there. You know, all these things. Were, <laughs> those were the funny bits. Like, there was nothing like the first film where you had all these amazing dialogues. Like, no. You just, but, but, but there were little, little... I thought it was a bit more of a serious movie as well. You know, this one was than the first one. But there were just those little moments that, especially when he's punching him in the face like 55 times, die, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. (laughs) Those are the type of dialogues that that really just hit home more than something that was maybe at the end when he goes, is that all you've got? And then he goes, um, The, and then, oh, and then this think, is all I've got. Yeah, and then he goes, "This is all I've got." And he goes, "You had to ask." <laughs> My where I've I've actually tried had to find the exact quote because I don't want to get it wrong. Black Widow goes, "Thor report on, report on the Hulk," and Thor says, "The gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims." And Black Widow just glares <laughs> at him like, "I didn't say that." And yes. starts looking really upset, and he backtracks and goes. But, but not the screams of the dead, of course. No, no. Wounded screams, mainly whimpering. A great deal of complaining in tales of sprained deltoids and gout. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I think there was one where Tony asked um, uh, uh, Thor, will I get to rule Asgard if I pick this up? And then he's yeah. desperate to pick it up with his... Gets, gets a, he even gets War Machine. To and he said, I, I, I will be fair but cruel. And Thor's it. like, yeah, I'm sure you will. It was brilliant. Well, yeah, there's a couple of others. Um, on, the, the lady that plays um, oh, the, the doctor. From Margaret the Cho. Oh, yes. Is it Margaret Cho? I think yeah, it is. Yeah, the poor one. Yeah, and she said, would you like to come to the party? And she says, no, 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 I can't. I'm too busy, unfortunately. And then she asks if Thor's going to be there, um, which I really <laughs> liked. I really I would, liked. Yeah. And then when you get to the party that... Um, I, oh, uh, we, we Iron Man and Thor are sat there talking about Pepper and Jane, each trying to outdo oh each other about God. why their, their girlfriends aren't there. Yeah, and, and then that, we said about Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle delivering his big Oh, speech. with his tank story. Yeah, his tank story. And he says, guys, is that not... Is, normally that goes down really well. And, and, and Thor goes, oh, was that the whole story? Oh, that was that was excellent. Yeah, well well done or something. And, and then, then you, you see him see later him on. Delivering it to the, the rest of them. And, and he goes, boom. And they'll go, oh, that's brilliant. And he's like, he gives them a look to say, yep, I'm back in the right yeah, crowd. Yeah, I knew again. it was a good story. Exactly. He's he's really good. We said Dungeon was. was really good. Because, he, he, um, he, yeah, the, I've got another story. Here comes another story. <laughs> when he's kicking ass. <laughs> just, just brilliant. I love it how they link all these things up it, that's the beauty of the way he's directed the film it, it can all be it's it, it, it carries on nothing's forgotten the, no. the intricacies are carried forward very rare in a comic book 
genre movie where things normally have so many holes and i'm sure these films will have holes um, to the critics but uh, in some way or another but there's so many things that they do use again and bring forward and that that's what's so good about it yeah it, yeah. it seems like a logical from favorite lines to go to favorite scenes i will be surprised if anyone says anything other than the hulk buster scene yeah from I, the start from the it, start yeah it, it, as soon as it was mentioned in any of the trailers all of my, me and my mates just wanted to get to that scene because they sort of teased it with Iron Man 3. There was yeah. one, that scene where, where all the armors come in, one of them comes through and it sort of looked like the Hulk Buster, but it was called Igor. And he, um, it, was, it was more blue, I think. Yeah, he was and blue. He, yeah. And he lifted up a crate. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, <gasps> it, oh, it's not the Hulk Buster. And it, it was a bit of an anticlimax. But then when they teased it in the trailers, Everyone wanted to see it because it's a man in a suit in a suit beating the shit out of the Hulk. But yeah. did you pick up on in the movie where Banner and him have the discussion when they're talking about um, Ultron and they're talking about Veronica? Yeah. yeah he Veronica actually is. tells him, he actually says, oh, thanks for helping me build Veronica. And when he calls Veronica, it's actually the, the Hulkbuster suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so immediately you know that he's helped him build the Hulkbuster to oh, beat himself. Well, you know? he has. I think that's the thing. <laughs> that's when, the beauty when of Mark it. Mark Ruffalo is playing, he, he's struggling throughout the film to... With his so, devastation. Yeah, with the concept of living a normal life. I think that's all he wants. He doesn't really want to be involved in this. You know, he, he'd happily run away with Scarlett Johansson, as everyone would. Um, especially gags. Especially gags. <laughs> and Simon Brundish. Um, but, you know, it's, he'd happily do that. But he's struggling with the concept of he can't live a normal life, you know. Um and they do all have, obviously, you know, we talked about Scarlet Witch before. She puts, plants all the doubts and all the issues in their mindsets. So she's she's come to the, you know, to basically mess everyone up and, and basically split them apart again. You know, because we said they've all become a strong unit and she's there just to change all their mentality. Um, Captain America is quite interested in this one because he he's just struggling with the concept of, of living in the now. He doesn't have a home and he doesn't have a life that he wanted. You know, he wanted to be a family man and have kids and do all that kind of stuff. And I think when they eventually go to the safe house, which turns out to be Hawkeye's home and his which kids. was a massive shock. I, yeah. I don't think anyone saw that one coming. We mentioned it in the previous pod. Yeah. We all assumed that Hawkeye was cannon fodder. That yeah, he was yeah. not long for this earth. And he, he's the one that, that really saves the team. He gives them somewhere to go and they all start getting their mojo back. Yeah. But that does. that was also the, the scene where you've got Iron Man and Cap outside when they're chopping wood. That's brilliant. That was also something that Gags mentioned in the previous one. That was another seed being sown for Civil War where you really start seeing the two would be leaders of the Avengers really butting heads about how they want to do things. Cap always wants Cap always wants to 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 be in the fight, 
Whereas Tony's thinking about the retirement plan of, well, if we do this, we don't have to fight. That's one of my favourite scenes. It was only very short and it, it was quite, in the grand scheme of things, it's quite inconsequential. But when you look at it in the grand scheme of the whole MCU and all the films over the next few years, that's going to be a pivotal scene, isn't it? Yeah, and he says something about, I don't trust someone who doesn't have a dark side. Yeah. yeah, And that's, that's coming. That is coming soon. That is coming. And, and, and that that's point, massive. You that know? point, he kind of reacts to it. He rips the log in half yeah. with his bare hands. <laughs> and, and then he goes, don't pick out of my pile. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, funny. Yeah, so... it is funny. And that's the thing we said before. It's very good at subtly changing your, your mood on it. You know, it's it's got a very clever way of just... It, the pacing in all these films is just excellent. It's not a part of the films where you get you get bored. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, I know each you know, character in this movie is fighting a battle with themselves. Yeah, yeah. Tony's yeah. got a battle with himself. You know, uh, Black Widow. She's got issues. She obviously that then comes out that she can't have kids. So she's got affects, huge issues. You know, yeah. the, uh, you know, the Tony every... one for me is the the most fascinating because he's really affected. It, it, it's it's his PTSD, isn't it? They they touch on it. In, in a lot of detail in Iron Man 3 where he's been through a portal, he's been into space and he's seen aliens from another world and he threw a nuke at them and he was seconds away from dying and he's clearly now struggling with his own mortality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all he wants to do is he wants to hang up his suit and he wants to go and buy an island somewhere with Pepper and not be Iron Man anymore. Mm. And, he's, and he's really struggling. And his vision is probably my favourite one that, that Scarlet Witch gives him where he... He's standing over the bodies, broken and bloodied of of the team, and he he feels like he's responsible. Yeah, you see some more humanity because obviously he's a um, he's a strong character and he's really strong willed, and you know he, he's always cocky and arrogant. But you start to see that kind of level of vulnerability, um, yeah, which which is you know obviously acted extremely well, and um, you know it's it, it's quite it's. It's it's important film. It does feel a little bit like a link film at times. That's what I would say, if I'm honest. I, I do like it as a standalone, but you you know, with the first one, you knew it was gonna lead into more. Um and obviously they had grand plans for it to lead into more, but it felt more of a standalone film. I think with this one, it's kind of a preview of forthcoming attractions. And it's a follow on as well though. It can't be watched first it can't be watched on its own oh of course not. yeah true this is not a this movie is purely dependent on all the others yeah and when you look at a trilogy of films obviously they're going to have a part one and two to the the last two um as such but you know when you look at a trilogy of films the middle film invariably is it's the link from one to three and it's 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 got its own you know, own agenda and own and, and own points, but it, it's still always the link film. And I think, considering the hype, which was obviously monumental, I think they did a really good job. I think it's a it's a really good film, and it does stand on its own two feet. And the action scenes again, pretty flawlessly delivered. And the villain um, is nasty. Oh, he's but also nasty. hilarious. Yeah, he's oh, fucking he's funny. Genuinely <laughs> hilarious. He gets so many good one-liners. And in a way, he's all—he's got like an innocence about him. Like when he, the uh, the guy who becomes—I think his name's the Claw—who will be the the main villain oh, of the Black is, Panther movie. This is movie. what I want to ask you about. Actually, can you explain a bit about that guy? Because obviously, his arm gets chopped off, and I thought that was quite graphic. For, I, I for... don't know much about it, but <clears throat> I, I love that scene because Ultron 
he doesn't seem to realise like how squishy and vulnerable humans are. So he takes his arm off and then he's so apologetic like a child that's just kicked a football through the window and he's like, oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And, and he, he's almost him, embarrassed. Kicks him down the stairs though. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of him, I'll be honest, I don't know much about him other than he's he's one of Black Panther's main villains. Right. I mean, this is something that we can hopefully discuss on Twitter. If anybody well, he's who listens by, to this he's does by know. Circus, isn't he? Yeah. If yeah. anybody that's listening does know more about it and wants to fill us in on that we so we don't have to know. just go and raid Wikipedia, then please do. Yeah, yeah but Andy great. Circus would be interesting if they keep him with As far as I know, it will be him in, uh, in the film. He's obviously a pretty unique actor for playing... Well, CGI parts, really, you know, because he's he was King Kong and he was obviously Gollum, which, and and he's he's kind of a British actor that's crossed over into all of these kind of sectors, and I'd be really interested. I love his South African accent. I think he's it's a really short part, but it's actually very convincing. A lot of people's accents leave a lot to be desired, but his is actually very very good. Yeah, because if you watched it and you didn't really know who he is, you you might think it's um, it's your man from District Nine. Because it's who is South African? Because um, uh, he's 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 excellent. And again, you got to say, you know, every character in it is is portrayed really well. They don't fail to miss any kind of tricks. It's all very cleverly done. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's a really good film. I I've, I said before, I think it plays well for for repeat watchers as well because you you see certain other aspects of it and it's prominent in creating the vision because all throughout it's about Ultron becoming basically taking over the destroying the world really he's he's really wants to destroy the lot he has no shame in doing that so and Jarvis yeah. stops him uh, it, yeah Jarvis one of the, Jarvis. One, of the un, one of the unsung heroes of all the films I and mean, it's just a shame that we've now lost Jarvis yeah. yeah. Now going to be Veronica now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Veronica's with a nice Northern Irish accent, but or Southern Irish. But yeah, it's it was a slight change when you hear her in the suit, isn't it? With with Iron Man, you're like... But is Vision going to be in any of the movies now? Yeah, Vision's, yeah, he's Vision's in Civil War, and he, I've got a theory for what the, the Infinity Saga's going to be. What do you reckon? Well, because it's a two-parter, I think what we've got now is almost a new Avengers so it's going to be War Machine instead of Iron Man. Um, yeah. Vision's almost stepped in for Thor because Thor's going to be going off to do Ragnarok, which so. is the destruction of Asgard. So he's going to be busy. We haven't necessarily <laughs> got a Hulk because we don't know where Hulk goes in his journey. No, What's this for the... Infinity? For Infinity Wars? Yeah. yeah so I, why, why won't there be an Iron Man? Um, don't spoil it. I'm trying to think of the best way to word it, but the way I think it's going to go is I think we'll see... The Avengers now is almost split up, and we've got the new Avengers, which has got previously the sidekick Scarlet Witch, um, Falcon, Vision. They've they've all come in, and I think Ant- that part Ant-Man's, one is going to be Ant Man's going to come into that as well. Yeah, Ant Man's coming into the fold, oh, and I think we'll Spider-Man. see Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, forget Spider Man. So I think part one's going to be the new Avengers, but then part two we'll see the classic Avengers. So I think Iron Man will come back, Thor. Yeah the Hulk, and it'll be the new and the old in some kind of gigantic team where you could have 12 superheroes all all on the same side. That's just my theory. That's not based on anything. No, 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 but that's 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 interesting because you do see, if you watch the last scene of the film um, with Captain America and, and Black Widow, um, they are prepping 
they're getting them into shape basically. Yeah. Um, and and it is the, the the lineup like you just said and and Scarlett which is quite prominent in that and and, and yeah. she's wearing a new costume more more similar to what she wears. I mean, she, she's not wearing what she wears in the comics, but it, it's getting closer towards that. And it's now what we've seen her wearing in the Civil War trailer. The reason, now I've thought on, the main reason for that theory of mine came from Chris Evans' contract, because he's only got now, I think he's got two films left. Uh, okay. And I, when, when he announced that, I think he had one for Civil War, and that's why I don't think he's going to be in the next... Infinity. In, in the first part of the Infinity Wars. That'd be interesting. That, that, that was at the point when he was saying he was going to call it quits when his contract ran out. He since backtracked on that and said, if Marvel want him, he's more than happy to extend his stay. But it depends what, what route they're going to go down. What about Robert Denny Jr.? What's his deal? Well, like? he's, yeah, he's got a big deal, hasn't he? Because uh, that was the problem for a while. He's indefinitely extended himself. I think he's very much in the same position. He Oh, he's extended? He, I think he I signed he on for an extra, I think he extended no, for a couple. He, he but this was a few years ago. A lot of money, but I think he's 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 lined up for quite a lot. I don't think, and we'll talk about civil war. But I think initially it wasn't deemed that they were going to make him such a big part of the film, and he might not still be. We don't really know. I know it's pinned as a versus film, but it's, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But shall we um, finish off um, Ultron? Yeah, and go let, to let's civil wrap, war? let's wrap up Age of Ultron. Yeah. So it's. I think you you came on a really good point there, Rory. With it being the the awkward middle film, it's it struggles a little bit with the weight of expectation of what's come before it because it was always going to be hard to follow the Avengers. Oh yeah, and we've not even really touched on the phase two films that led into it because oh, Iron Man three, I thought was was one of my favourites. I would say Iron Man one, then three, then two. Yeah. Ben Kingsley is, is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Just absolutely priceless. When, when he sat watching the Liverpool match on the ah, town. Yeah, great. And Love I just scored against Chelsea. That that was a nice little moment. I thought yes. so. It's the Liverpool, we're all Reds, and this is on the AI channel, so yes, exactly. mentioning that in a Marvel movie, fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. <laughs> Must have won a few hearts by doing that. <laughs> but what else was there in Phase 2? Um, phase two had the second Thor film, which I know a lot of people didn't like. I did because I'm, I'm, a, massive, quite I'm a massive Thor fan. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I thought Winter Soldier was probably the uh, Winter Soldier. Actually, um, Guardians of the Galaxy was probably one of the best ones, and yeah. then Winter Soldier was was close. I loved the Winter Soldier. I really, I said to Stu quite a few times recently, it completely took me by surprise. Snap. because I, I liked the first Captain America film don't get me wrong and I really did like it but I just didn't see this coming <clears throat> it just it plays out just incredibly well the introduction um, of the, the Winter Soldier is brilliant it yeah. is and they, it they, is. they've set up to follow the comics nicely because Sebastian Stan aka Bucky yeah. before, he, signed, before he, he appeared he signed a nine movie deal Wow. So by the time Civil War comes out, he's only three in. What the? So does, so, he, uh, so does he basically become Captain America? Like well, the in, in the comics, yeah, Bucky becomes Captain America, but then Falcon becomes Captain America after Bucky. What? Yeah. So in the comics at the minute, Falcon is is Captain America. Um, Captain America, Steve Rogers is still around, but he's now like the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I love, I, I love the Falcon in it as well. I love the scene, even at the beginning of the film, when he says, "On your left." Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> and he gets so frustrated with the fact that he's ran about ten laps to its one lap round. Yeah, I, I, I love Falcon in uh, Ant Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. fighting with uh, with Ant Man. Yeah, I was can't see me. I can actually. see you. Yeah, I think we should touch on Ant-Man because it's not one of those we're going to cover on a whole pod because no. it's not worthy. But I, It's not worthy. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not worthy. I, I, I enjoyed I, it, to be honest. I, I've, I've had some issues with Ant-Man in, in the fact that I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. And he he was screwed over. He basically got shafted um, yeah. because he was in pre-production with, uh, and he wrote the script with Joe Cornish from the Adam and Joe show, I believe, who's done loads of good script work, really good British writer. Um, and I've loved all the stuff that Edgar Wright's done throughout the years. And he's done all the films. He's done the, um, oh, all the trilogy with Simon Pegg. So Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. And I'm a massive Scott Pilgrim fan, which... I'm going to have one pod at least got a little bit of a section about that because I really love that. That's a very good, um, well, not a very good comic book, but a very good film, in my opinion. He directed that, and I was really excited about Ant-Man because it was the first time he was going to be in the Marvel kind of universe, and I I just thought he'd absolutely nail it. And then there was a lot of fallings out over the script. Um, They wanted to change it to be more... They they redrafted it a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah. But without his permission, more or less. Yeah. Um, well, that's why he left, isn't he? He yeah. didn't like yeah. the tinkering, and they've they've left him on, and they've given him some kind of credits. But well, he it still, should have he been still his appears film. as producer and writer as credit in the in the tra- in the in the credits of the film, which I saw the other day again. And I just, I actually really like the film, to be honest. I think, I, I again, was gobsmacked. I think the comedy is brilliant in it. Um, We'll, we'll talk a bit about it but at some point in the future. But the scene um, at the end with the, the fight scene and the, the giant uh, Thomas, the tank engine, oh, is just God. hilarious. Yeah. Um, and when, he, when scenes, he accidentally turns the ant huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and she the, keeps the, it as a pet. We've got to talk about the, the fallen hero of that film, Anthony. Oh, when I watched that in the cinema, I didn't think I would ever see a room full of people go, oh, because an ant got its wings shot off. <laughs> but if I was ever to say to someone, the power of the MC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. See you. Yeah. And, and that film. Oh. I can't believe I enjoyed a film about Ant-Man. He is one of the weakest characters I can think of, but it is one of the best films they've done. But Paul Rudd is a very good casting decision. I would watch Paul Rudd in anything. If Paul Rudd made an hour and a half film talking about mattresses, I'd watch it. Oh, shut up. (laughs) This movie took time to get going, I thought, Ant-Man. Yeah, it did. But in the end, it was well, well worth a watch. You liked it, didn't you? Me and my daughter really, really enjoyed it. It was really good for her as well. It wasn't a... It wasn't a taxing watch. Very easy no. watch for the kids as well. So I think my little boy could watch it, and he's almost five. But it's 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 more family friendly. You know what I mean? So. And yeah, the, the, I can't there's no his name. there's no gratuitous violence. There's no there's no real bad language or anything. No, no there's only and, a couple of swear words. The and, Latino actor is genius. Oh, he's in a lot of the way you tell he tells stories like me, Dad. This That's is the thing. Those like. little moments are the ones that make the movies. He was. Yeah. He best be in the others, you know, like as a sidekick. He oh, got... I really want him in as a sidekick. <laughs> I hope he's in because they've already announced the second one, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh wow! Yeah, they, they, yeah. they announced that very, very soon after the first film, which they had to do because after the post season, the, the post credit um, spoiler trailer, where they show Evangeline Lilly's new suit. They yes. couldn't show that and then just leave it. She's no. she's great casting as well. I love. No. I love. At yeah. some point, she's she's got to come into the Avengers fold as well. Well, that's what we were saying in the last pod that actually Ant Man and the Wasp were both Avengers. They were founded Avengers. members, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. So I think so. You're going back to like involved. the nineteen what nineteen forties fifties. Yeah, and you've wow. got to look at it and think. Um, the fight scene with the Falcon, which is a really good fight scene, and and he's obviously dropping in and going, oh, it's just a disused military base, and he sees the big A on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> abort, abort, get the hell out of! Here. And he goes, now I'm going to do it. And and Paul Rudd shows a bit of balls. I, I I think he's really good in it, but I think, like I said, I think Michael Pena, who is is Luis in it, he almost he's, steals the show a little bit. All um, of his scenes. He's the he's the standout character. Just the way he tells his story, he's just and, brilliant. And when he, yeah. he can't believe that he's the good guys, like are we, are we the good guys? Yeah, I've got I've got this weird feeling. Yeah, it's and he's, he's so overjoyed yeah. to be stood there. He's seen he's, at the end. Yeah, he knocks someone out. Does he knock somebody out as well? Yeah, <laughs> he knocks people out, and then he suits up and he's got a gun and he thinks he's great. Yeah, but the scene at the end when he tells his story. But he's telling it, and and all the actors are lip syncing to the way yeah. he talks. He's really cleverly done. Um, but he's been a great actor for years. If you ever want to check him out, he's in some astonishingly good films. Uh, End of Watch, and he's in American Hustle and Fury. Um, again, and going a few it's, years back, it's the casting dude. Like, he's a great cast. It's yeah, casting. exactly. And, and also and the, the direction. Who thought of doing that? The way that he tells the story and going on to other people, the way they're acting it like he's talking. It's just it's just yeah. genius. And it's even the even the genius. daughter, the daughter's lines in it are great. 
because she loves she doesn't want him to get caught you know what i mean she says to her kind I, of I love that she you know that she doesn't want him to get caught and i hope you don't catch him and stuff i just think i think it's a really good underrated film but Again, like yeah. like Stu, Stu says you know it's still grossed ridiculous volume it, it, i've just know. checked it, it cost 130 around 135 million dollars to make and it made yeah. over 500 million what the yeah hell? 518 million worldwide about ant-man about I, I, I if you told me that even when the mcu first kicked in i would never have believed like i said i i didn't think thor would fly i thought thor would be an absolute tank of a film yeah and when they announced ant-man i thought um i'm gonna go and watch it but i'm not really going to enjoy this I was in stitches, absolutely yeah. in stitches. It's Same the as Guardians. Ways where it just cuts out Guardians. I, I, we're going to do a pod on Guardians. We, we need to, to do, do our own one because it's too good to condense I into could this. Just, I, yeah, you wouldn't shut me up for hours. Even just on the <laughs> soundtrack, I could talk about the soundtrack. Oh, wow. Best soundtrack ever. Just, it probably is the best soundtrack ever, there's, which there's is no discussion. Amazing. It is okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but Ant Man plays it so well when it just zooms out and they see them fighting in reality terms, and it's like the train track just gets knocked over or whatever. Yeah. But and they're just like tiny lasers, and you know, it's it's very cleverly done. It plays well on its on its actual you know role as film. And Michael Douglas is a good cast as well. I was pleased they did that when when they announced the casting. I was disappointed that they weren't going for the classic um, Ant-Man, that they were going for Scott Lang instead. Yeah, because it was... But I like the Norman. fact that yeah. they put him in and they, they had that nod that he was the original Ant-Man and the footage of him doing all his covert missions yeah, where he was people randomly being flipped. So That's fantastic. They, that is they, what you just said a few minutes ago, that they were the originals... Yeah, you know, and and they were doing missions, but obviously because of what happened, the tragedy type thing. He yeah, he's he, him he and his wife him were him and the wasp. You know, and that's it's the whole so player, important to so. know. That is so important. Yeah, Those little I think, things. You know, it helps Stu tie everything back stuff. to the origins. Yeah, yeah it, Stu knows it, a lot of this from his comic book knowledge, but you don't need that all that comic book knowledge to learn all this. Stuff, oh no, you, you don't. Know what I mean? no. If you're just interested in it, there's a whole kind of community and world and, and, and the internet, obviously the power of the internet, but um, I think that segues well into Civil War because, you know, we said before about, you know, the power of, of the hype, but Civil War looks like it'll deliver every single ounce of the hype in my personal opinion. Yeah, I... I, not long before that came out, we got the Star Wars trailers, oh, and Jesus. Star Wars had me salivating. But since Civil War came out, I can't remember ever being as excited for a film. The roster is embarrassing; with, yeah. it's just it's dripping with talent, and we've not even seen them yet. Yeah, and there's only, only two people the missing, aren't there? There's only two people missing. That's Thor and Hulk. And Hulk, and they've then, explained them. They've explained why they're gone. Yeah. yeah, but then they've they've done a really good job of replacing them. So we've—I mean, Ant Man's going to be in it. We know that Spider Man's going to be in it in some way. What do we've we got... think about that? Because Stu, you're—I I can feel Gags is pro Ant, uh, pro Spidey. You're already a bit anti Spidey on two I'm, I'm sort of anti because I've never really rated him as a character. But to be a bit more impartial, you can't do Civil War without Spider Man because yeah. in the comics he is. He's the pivotal character because he's the middle ground. Yeah, you've got cats one way. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, pleased. Yeah. I'm pleased because I'm glad that he's back in the Marvel area he belongs in because it's it's Sony's had the rights, haven't they, for 
how many years and too stuff. long and, and yeah exactly and they just don't know how to make the films right yeah you're right I mean, Rory yeah I think the original trilogy with Tobey Maguire everyone loved they're still some of the most loved comic book films to be fair people adored them I think they've them. butchered him they've butchered him for too long let the pros yeah. let the professionals take over and yeah. I think even Stu will end up loving him after Civil War you know I what you, he will probably come out and go oh, I fucking love Spider-Man I think, he I was think you're probably brilliant. right the, the only bit I've got reservations about is the age that they've done it seems strange yeah, that I they've know. gone for the the yeah. child approach but yeah. I think you're right I think if anyone can do look if they did to if they can do to Spider-Man what they did to Ant-Man yeah, exactly. I'll be wearing Spider-Man boxes the next day. I've got a question. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Stu. Was Fire. there ever a Spider-Man with the Iron Man suit? Yes, in Civil Iron War. Spider, yeah. He, he gets it. He starts Ooh. off. So this it, could point towards him siding with Iron it Man. It could. Because Iron Man gets his ass beat, apparently, and then he goes if recruiting. You if you watch uh, the comic, uh, the, the original cartoons and stuff, and there's a modern cartoon, um, yeah, the Iron Spider's quite a prominent role. Iron yeah. Man's kind of the, the hero of Spider-Man. He wants to become like Iron yeah. Man. So it's, you know, it, it, it does play out. Oof. And, and within Oof. the MCU universe, Spider-Man's got a lot of kind of, um, oh, Stu will know them all, but there's a lot of other He's um, had so many different incarnations. To, though, do you know what I mean? That oh, seen, yeah that they don't really involve yet because they've just not, not chosen to. So I think we, we said about the longer-term plans, I think a young Spider-Man maybe links into some of the future plans for Marvel, really. They might Potentially, to yeah. go that way. And I'm, um, I'm sure a lot of it is because they simply don't... We've seen the Spider-Man origin story twice. Oh, Everyone knows. God, I don't want to see it again. Films. So they, they've said, we're not doing it. He's been bitten. He's got his powers... He's just starting. I can't handle another teenage angst kind of style movie about Spider-Man. Where yeah. he's, he's coming of age and this is how it's happened and he's lost his parents and uncle. And they need to move on to creating a more interesting, you know, an and edgy, you know, it needs a bit of edge. Yeah, he's at the Hulk stage, mate. Where, yeah. where all the movies now are done and dusted. Exactly. Bring exactly. him in with all the others and watch him flourish. He will steal the show just like Hulk because th- this guy, though, will have absolutely drop-dead brilliant one-liners because that's what Spidey is all exactly. about. Exactly. That is what Spidey is that, all about. That's actually one of the reasons why I've always thought that Spider-Man would struggle in the Avengers because then you'd have Spider-Man and Iron Man both trying to be the comic relief. Yeah. And it, I, I was concerned yeah, it I would know. take screen time away from Robert Downey Jr., but the I think way you just explained the edge is probably a good one. They they might be thinking Spider Man for sort of 2019 onwards when yeah. I max out the picture. When maybe yeah. the Avengers needs a new comic relief because, because they be won't be able to do the Avengers for years. But you can never see the Disney Marvel train stopping. Basically, you just Not, can't see it. I can't see it finishing for at least 10, 15 years. It's too much. It makes too much money. You know, you've got to think of Disney as a, a franchise, and that's why, you know, Star Wars is so pivotal. And I, I'm sure it'll be great. And we I, don't I bet you they're looking for have long a replacement. They're already looking for a replacement for Robert Downey Jr. as an actor. I bet you they are. Like someone who can similarly do that role, I maybe. don't think they could. I think that the, the one benefit to Marvel with the... the the depth of characters they've got, I hope they retire Iron Man and leave him. I don't yeah. want to do anything in the same way that 
they're, they're blessed with Captain America because they can retire Chris Evans and get Sebastian Stan. Then they can get uh, oh, Anthony Mackie in. They've, they've got three ready-made Captain Americas. I mean, they could have Captain Yeah, so Captain America, America will never go. Years. Yeah, so that will never go. But yeah. Iron Man is is a brand on its own now. It's, it's finite, though. Okay. Iron, Man, Iron Man will, at some point in the films, I think he'll go. And maybe they that's where Spider-Man comes in. Either they kill him off or he'll retire. He'll retire. He's made it clear that he doesn't want the fight for the rest of his life. And he's looking old now as well in the films, to be honest. Yeah, it he's getting a bit his age. Yeah, which, which is good because it, it adds that element of realism. I mean, yeah, Chris Evans defies, defies belief how good he looks for his age. Yeah, if you see him in a different film, <laughs> different context. Um, I mean, what, what is Robert Downey Jr. now? He's is he maybe Is he late 40s? He's got to be pushing 50. Yeah, I've got, got a feeling he's something 50. like 48, you know. In which case, I mean, for him to still be doing these films, it's like um, Hugh Jackman. He made it perfectly clear he wasn't going to be Wolverine forever, and he's got 15 years out of it. Robert Downey Jr. is 50 years old, exactly. That's insane. Yeah, and he looks incredible. Right now, he's probably the most convincing superhero on the big screen, I would say. In terms of the, the overall blend between... The character in the alter ego, he's probably the most complete one. But this is what I'm the saying. The alter ego, definitely. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's he's but the biggest they'll always brand. Make it work. I know he's the biggest brand. I know, and I think they'll make it work for these last couple of big films. But then they might have to change direction. I mean, I know another week we, we'll we'll talk Batman and we'll talk. Uh, Wonder- <laughs> oh, don't you dare! And um, we'll talk the original Nolan, Nolan trilogy. There seems to be some interference. <laughs> Can I just say I love Smallville? <laughs> oh, you got it in there, and you get it in there. Well, that's um, one happy listener then. <laughs> Simon, that was for you, my man. <laughs> Woohoo! But that's the thing, you know, when you talk about this. It kind of everyone has their own favorite. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, and there's I think so many to choose from. Yeah, exactly. And it's only going to get bigger. The, the longer they go into the universe, the more characters they keep pulling in. My, I can guarantee, after Civil War, my favorite's going to be Black Panther. He's one yeah, of the most unique, interesting characters they've got. They're breaking one of the biggest taboos by having a black um, male character. As, as a lead, the fact that they're giving him his own film is incredible wow. because so I, I didn't think it would happen. From a perspective of, of, of say, non knowledge on Black Panther, yeah, me too, fill everyone know. in a bit. You exactly, know? give me something about Black um, Panther. Bear in mind, I've always been a DC fanboy, so I've tried to fill in the gaps over the last 20, 25 years about these things. There's the, the fictional land of Wakanda, there's a sort of, it's like a tribal priest role. And again, as I've said before, if anyone can explain this better than me without me reading it from Wikipedia, reply to us on Twitter <laughs> and we'll chew the fat for about three weeks. And th- there's this role that you can ascend to, which is the Black Panther, and you're given some magical powers, which increases the stamina, the speed, the strength. And they then wear a suit, which is made out of vibranium, which is wow. the material that they were farming under. which it's is a shield what, made out of, yeah. Um, and it's also what Ultron is made of. Yes. Ultron's final body is made out of... Um, sorry, am I getting... No, it is vibranium. Yeah. Yeah, it is vibranium. I'm, I was getting confused for a second. So he's got the resistance. He's then got all the power. I mean, there's a great bit in the trailer. You see Bucky's running away. Black yeah. Panther's chasing him. And Cap is chasing Black Panther. And he can't get close to him. 
And we've seen Captain America outrun people and he chases down cars, but he can't touch Black Panther. And he's it's... got this incredible suit. He's got the claws. He's feral. It will see a lot. We should see a lot of good stunts with him. Huge leaps, a lot of fighting, probably a lot of climbing in there. So maybe that's going to link in with Spider-Man. Maybe yeah. we're going to fight scenes halfway up skyscrapers. Oh, wow. I, I think this, I think, the fight scenes in this film might be some of the best made ever of anything. They're certainly up in it because if you're going to have the... We've now got more aerial stuff with Spider-Man. Yeah. You're then going to have all the microscopic stuff that Ant-Man's going to be doing where he's going to get uh, big to small. Yeah. You've then got the the sort of the physical fights that you get with Captain America and Bucky. That you then scene get the, in the trailer. Space fights yeah. that you get from Hawkeye, Black Widow, Iron Man. You've literally got every type of fight all at once, all in one area. I hope this um, film's like five hours long. Yeah, it's, it's got to be at least <laughs> two and a half hours. It's but I remember Rory said about, I think it was when we were talking about The Dark Knight, they could make a director's cut of Civil War, which probably could be five hours long with what they're going to have to take out just yeah. to make it palatable for the general the general audience. Yeah, you've got to get you you've got to get your mix of dialogue. You've got to get your real, you know. And I think there looks like some some hard scenes in it to watch as well. I think it's cuz you know, Iron Man and Captain America, people, you know, adore them. And we've said before, it's family-based films. It's going to be tough for people, do you know what I mean? It's quite a yeah, big thing it's, pitting it's them off the against thing them, is it to see two 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 heroes, two Avengers against each other, and especially that, that, that fight that scene with Bucky is looks incredible, and Iron just Man. the choreography that goes behind that is it's just, just beating the shit out of them, aren't they? Yeah, but ceremoniously just battering him. Exactly, but you don't know. The good thing about trailers, and we'll all see it with what happens with Star Wars in in a week. Is it a week? Next can week. We be excited. Yeah, we can be excited. Um, well, we already are. Gags has been excited since it was announced, I'm sure. I, I am going to enjoy being on my first AI movie night oh, next Star week. Wars. Which uh, film are you covering? The first three. The oh. first original three. The thing with that is that I, I, I'm I not a movie type person. Like you saw with the with the quiz in the first pod, I'm not good with names. You know, I'm not, not, I enjoy the movies, but I'm not like... I'm a stato in football, but not in the movies. I'm you know? a bit of a yeah. I'm a bit. I of a can't sponge, do. So I, I can't do. In. Yeah, I can't do that with the movies. I want to just relax. It's the only time that I get to chill out and enjoy. But I can talk about scenes and characters, but I don't know real names. And yeah, but Star Wars, you know it all, don't you? But Star Wars, I'll know. I'll. I'll it's just as again as a kid. It's as ingrained. Soon as, yeah, as soon as that is. music starts, I'll speak about it on the show. That's yeah. a plug. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd love to, you know, as I said, we are not entirely in conjunction, but, you know, on the box, excellent podcasts. All of them are worth listening to. Um, the one recently done with Stu is excellent, Yay. really good. Um, and, and yeah, I'll plug Joe Simpson as a person, as a as a host, as a as a general gentleman, as an entity. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's just such a lovely, lovely man, and it's such a great podcast. And I love being involved. Wait, in it, wait, wait. Everyone oh, does. brilliant, brilliant, absolutely oh, <laughs> brilliant. And um, yeah, he's he's such a good man. He's just, a, and that's the thing, you know, movies and TV is just the lifeblood, along with football. Um, of all of us probably that are in that you know family aside is, is obviously the, the crucial one but um, 
and that's what that's what we all love you know it's our downtime it's things that we enjoy in life and gaming is the other one um the I've one, got one podcast. more question Rory for us yes. to Deadpool Oh, where yes. where where does he fit in? Is he more with the Jessica Jones type area, or is he more this side? Or where do the X Men fit in? Where Dead, does all that? Where Deadpool does... sits on his own, right? Outside everything, he, he's what is commonly known now as the anti-hero because he does the right thing, but not always for the right reasons, or he does the wrong thing for the so right. He'll reasons. never merge with anyone. He could do. Deadpool has overlapped with. Wolverine with Wolverine quite heavily because they've got a lot in common with their healing factor so they can go on the most insane missions where everyone else would die because they can both heal I think he's linked in with Spider-Man as well quite a bit I think so and I think we said you know about actors redeeming oh um, Ryan Reynolds Reynolds. I I have forgiven him what a perfect casting perfect casting just the the advert kills you yeah, yeah and it's just that, genius. that trailer, trailer the Red Band trailer that they did with it, it's rare. I didn't think they were going to get it as R rated. I thought yeah. the most they would go was eighteen, but it breaks every rule. The language is going to be atrocious, oh, and Deadpool is the only character that I know of that breaks the fourth wall. He is aware that he is a comic. He is aware that he is in a movie, and he talks to you directly as the viewer. Yeah, and that's rare to make that work, but it yeah. does with the right actor, Ryan Reynolds. And as soon as they did that, that trailer that leaked, the Green Lantern. So he did, and you, you know, you know we're, from we're our conversations, that. we're going to um, to give you a bit of a forthcoming attraction. We're going to cover um, the failed um, comic book films. Um, that we good. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. We, we've already got know, a few in mind. Mister Reynolds what, at the top. Yeah, <laughs> and also what we hope to see that's not come out yet. So we're going to do that on a podcast in in, in coming up quite soon. Um, I think Me and Mr. Reynolds have especially got beef because the Green Lantern is my favourite character ever. Yes. And that film was beyond atrocious. But he, when, when that first trailer came out for Deadpool, the one that was leaked, which by the sounds of things was intentionally leaked yeah, because it got, it got the internet behind them. If they hadn't made that, it would have been a genuine travesty for the genre to have never seen that made. Oh, yeah. And it, it sounds like they have got the character perfect. They, they haven't cut any corners. They're, they're going to go into the backstory. So it's going to be a little bit heartfelt and you're going to feel for the character. But then he's just going to be an absolute arse for like two hours. He's ruthless. He takes pride in his work. He loves nothing more than to kill people and to behead people and gut them. But then he'll crack a joke and that's where he links in with Spider-Man. With him it's and gonna Spider-Man. Be, it's going to be comic. bold. It's going to be very, very bold. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a... It's going to sort of define the genre in one extreme, in in the way that some of the other films have for being, you know, very groundbreaking, and the way that the MCU is organised. Deadpool is going to define the very, very, very extremes of it in terms of this is how far we can push it. We can still get it released across the world, and it'll still make a ton of money. Yeah, and, and you've got absolute power of it. And you've got Defenders, the the start of the Defenders stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, which we're gonna do. We're gonna do, do a pod on that in a couple of weeks. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so we're just previewing what you got coming up. That's yeah, that's yeah, gonna be a yeah. magnificent, magnificent show because we're, we're we, both we've very all, excited about that one. We've all and and gags very much included talked a lot about Jessica Jones and and hyped about it on 
on Twitter recently. Until you ripped it apart a bit on Man the Box, which I was a little bit disappointed about, Stu, but we'll talk about that in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that show. That, that's um, I'm going to be I very really interested in listening to, to that. that. And I'm a massive Daredevil fan. And again, failed movie, horrible movie. Yeah, but They've redeemed. And I love the combination. You know, we're talking about gritty films in Deadpool. And it's great that Netflix have got this policy of making edgy, gritty you know, quite brutal drama. I think know, Simon Simon Brundish touched on it, didn't he? They've taken away from television, where television is hampered by yeah, ha- exactly. handcuffed. Netflix yeah. doesn't have any handcuffs. No, yeah, they, they don't have to pander to the census. You look at an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then you look at a Daredevil, or you look at Jessica Jones, and you just go, yeah, they could not have made that for a commercial US-based, you know, station, because no. it just wouldn't have fit, and it just wouldn't have been... I mean, David Tennant, we'll talk about, is just incredible. Um, But, you know, it just wouldn't have fit. And Luke Cage, which we're all excited about. And then, you know, I think there'll be a movie uh, of the Defenders. I think they'll go that way. Um, There's there's actually been an announcement today. They've confirmed that Daredevil Season 2, Jessica Jones, is going to be in. Oh, she's going to be in it? Yeah, in some way. They they did say at the beginning that each, each character would link in with the next one. And yeah. Daredevil season two is going to be out because Daredevil was linked in next with the year, Doctor, wasn't it? April. Yeah, is that April? Um, it's something that there's going to be one at the start of the year and one towards the end of the year. Because yeah, Luke Cage has been filmed when they were doing Jessica Jones. So. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Iron Fist um, as well. Is that the other one? That Iron Fist. Yeah, they, the last update on that was I think they're still they're still trying to nail down the writers. Yeah. And then the idea is that those four all come together for the Defenders. The Defenders has then got scope, if they ever wanted to, to bring in Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man, it it makes sense because they're all... I think Spider-Man's quite pivotal. They fought so hard to get Spider-Man. I think having a young Spider-Man, I just think there's going to be quite big things to come with that. Because we talked about it before with Civil War and just going into the Avengers films. You know, I think there'll be big things and big plans in place because they'll need to they, they want long-term strategy as we've all talked about for both of these films both of these pods you know it's it's all about the longer term strategy and spider-man really fits into that i think so i think we have to say about before we go last thing is how well marvel are doing in terms of doing all these different things at once they're, they're doing superb i don't i don't see how they could play it any better no, no, it's think, perfect. It you think perfect. they were spreading themselves too thin? No, and it's but not. They're not. They're, they've conquered. Again, I, I've always been a DC boy, and I still think that DC have got the better range of characters, but they do not know how to market their characters. No, Other than don't. Batman and Superman, they cannot translate Green Arrow, The Flash, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is one of the most recognisable characters and they are afraid to give her a film because they don't know how to do it. Yeah. They've hit sixes with the TV shows, though, of, um, they have. of Arrow and, um, and Flash. And Flash. And I love them. I absolutely love them. That they're keeping the universes separate because that's their opportunity to really pull some, some character back by think- taking Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and put them in a Justice League film. And that's what Marvel do. Marvel yeah. seamlessly tied the films with the TV. Only I think a little they bit. might get a bit of it right, though. I mean, Suicide Squad's obviously going to link in, and I think we'll see how it plays out a little bit. I know you're a big DC fan. I think 
the the Batman films, the Nolan films were just a stroke of genius to get a director in like that yeah. and give him full license and free reign to make it as dark and as gritty and edgy as it was. But I just don't know if they can live up to that now. I, just I, don't, I don't think they can. They can. I, I really don't. I think they've tried and they've left it too long. Anything they do now will fall short of what Marvel have done because Marvel did it first and Marvel have done it pretty much perfectly. I'll tell you what, we were going to do The Walking Dead, um, but I think we're, we're looking like we're going to have to postpone that until after Christmas um, just to wait for the wonderful Marco Lopez to come on. Um, so I think we'll do DC, and I think we'll try and do it next week. Okay. Because I, I think you're the biggest DC boy I, I've ever known. It was actually refreshing to hear you say that you don't think DC are going to bounce back because being a DC boy, admitting Marvel are nailing it. I, 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 I suppose you can't go against it because how well no, they're doing with Marvel. No one can criticize Marvel. No, but no, even, you, can't. you know, you just cannot do it. I think the Netflix stuff though has taken it to another level. I really, I do. really agree with you. I it, cannot it has. agree with you more. I just and again, I, I don't think DC stuff. would have taken that move. I don't think they would have had the guts to say, right, let's make these graphically violent. Let's make them dark. Let's have really graphic sex scenes. Let's have jessica jones down in a bottle of whiskey every episode and getting absolutely <laughs> tanked they then had the very serious issues of suggested rape and post-traumatic stress disorder and all those things marvel were very very clever in the way they handled and they did it bravely they were very sensitive they're very don't great think but they also keep it quite separate enough from the film for yeah. it not to affect their family market but they always hint upon it it's very clever it's just it's genius marketing combined with wonderful production and, and casting and, and everything that goes into it you kind of from an outside perspective just take your hat off really you've got to admire it even it, it doesn't even if you're not a comic book fan i know so many people that have never picked up a comic in their life but live for the day that the next marvel film comes out and have genuinely have just adopted every single one of those characters and taken them into their heart and that's their legacy. You know, eventually every film genre has a cycle. There's been westerns and gangster films and whatever. When the film genre sort of recedes a little bit, that will be their legacy that they manage to turn those characters into household names. Yeah, and they they turned what was a struggling cinema. Yeah. You know, struggling film. No one was going to cinemas. And then you look at all the biggest grossing films of the last five years it's all Marvel. The, no. I, I did it. I was looking. I was trying to find a film to I'm watch a few months ago. Somehow. And looking through, say, just the top grossing films of the last of last year, you go. I think three of them were were comic book films. Yeah. And go the year before. There's another three or four. And every year, there's just blockbuster after blockbuster, and then they break their own records for opening day, opening weekend, worldwide gross. And you don't see it stopping. You only ever see it getting bigger because every film brings new fans. And it's covering so many different generations. You've now got, I mean, your dad's a prime example. If your son's a few years older, you could have three generations of the oh, same yeah. family yeah, in the cinema together. And Gags is there with his daughters and, you know, that's only going yeah. to be the same. So you, you'll Yeah, we've had, we've had three generations on mine, yeah. We went yeah. to watch a few of the Iron Man's end. And, the Avengers with, with and my dad and my daughter. Many films is there that you could say do that? You know, you don't get people doing that for a rom com or even for like a lot of crime films or thrillers to unite a grandparent, a parent, and a child 
and to bring and to bring all those universes you know the spider-man from the 60s was so far removed from these films now but the memories and the nostalgia will always be there and we i imagine we will be the same when we're older we will always get nostalgic about these films and hopefully you, you, you know, will certainly I, mate i, will I don't never, know if we'll ever I will stop talking tonight i don't think we're ever getting any sleep tonight are we <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's so much to cover, and I think that's why we wanted to do this, to be honest. And I think that's why Gags thought it was a good idea, because we've got a lot... suggested as well. There's been so many people saying just, yes, yes, we need this. Yeah, and and we we completely agree. And we want, obviously, more followers uh, at AI Comic Pod, and and we want a load of suggestions. And and I said before on 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 the Twitter feed that, you know, we're always open for ideas, and for people coming on, and you know, I said we have people like Joey Connors sending me, you know, photos of his, his first edition comic books he's got at home, and you know, it's it's great. It's it's a really lovely thing, and we're really happy with everyone that's already given us a lot of support in doing this, and we hope a lot of people will listen to this, and it's just going to go from strength to strength. You should never run out of you should never run out of content because in the end, will. if you get through all the movies, you get through all the previews. You can cover weekly comic book TV. I'm, I'm that persuading is, Gags. I'll yeah. tell you, I'm persuading Stu to do a post Civil War reaction pod live. Um, <laughs> yes, it, 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 sadly, it won't be live because I'm possibly going to be unconscious. Because <laughs> honestly, I think it's going to be that good. I think I'm going to forget to breathe. I think we should time it that we all watch it together and come back and do a show. Well, in the after. yeah. Well, I'm. We we live very close together, so I don't probably... think we. I actually don't think you should do it because people are going to say you spoiled the shit out of this film. Well, Chances well, are, we will probably be watching it in the same cinema. Even if we didn't go together, we will probably <laughs> both be in the print works, won't we, at the Odeon? We'll probably go together. You know. Let's well, I don't honest. know. I've, I, I have prearranged mandates for every single comic. I've book already film. heard about Ian already twice already. Yeah. Jesus. Ian's um, the other, yeah, Ian's the other, other factor other in this. Your, yeah, all right. One day Ian can come on yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Right, I think we better wrap because we'll be here all night otherwise. Yeah, unless anyone wants to talk about Civil War for a bit longer. <laughs> no, I think we're done. No, okay. Perfect. Right, thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate coming on tonight. First two pods ever. I think Hopefully been... the first of... Very many. Yeah, I think it's been a triumphant success. I I hope everyone agrees and absolutely loved it. Um, Can't plug, as we have done enough, AI enough for letting us do this and all the content. I write football articles, um, do a bit of football podding and obviously these as well. And Gags, you'll find him everywhere, eh? You will. You'll find me everywhere over the, you know, my shadow covers the whole of AI. It does. (laughs) Although the shadow has has since um, gone half the size. (laughs) Yes, congratulations on your epic weight losses, aren't they? No, no problem at all. No problem. But I I just want to say thank you for inviting me on the first one and the second one. Uh, As it turns out, we split it into two uh, because we were talking too much. But I absolutely loved it. And whilst I'm not the most knowledgeable um i i love these movies so yeah i hope i added oh mate you held your own bar the quiz where you tanked you held (laughs) yeah i I don't think you should ever forget that quiz no i won't yeah we might not let you (laughs) you won't (laughs) i don't think anyone on twitter ever will it's like pick on gags day every day yeah well as rory has said if anyone's got any suggestions pitch them at us we're more than open to it. There's there's so much. We've planned out the first half dozen episodes. Yeah. 
But other than that, if it's something we're not familiar with, if we get a few weeks leading, we can do research, we can watch a film, I'm we can happy to be pick educated. up some comics. You know what I mean? Happy to be educated. So Yeah, we've already had one uh, one request for, are we ever going to cover Vertigo comics? Which is the uh, the offshoot of DC, which did uh, Night Watchmen. Sorry, yeah. Watchmen, not Night Watchmen. That's a Tom Morello band. Yeah, so that that's something we could maybe pick up. Exactly. Thanks to everyone who's listened and who has had the patience to listen to me waffling. And thanks to get, guys you for get used to it. <laughs> yeah, basically. And thanks to you guys for listening to me waffle because I know I do sort of go on a bit. Oh, mate, I love it. Don't worry. It's all good. You're both and thank, thanks again to Gags for having us and for making this all possible. No, no, not at all. I think I'll be listening to every single one and I will be really, I, I will wait for these to be released. So um, if I'm not recording and you guys are recording yourselves, I won't, I, I, you know, it'll be an absolute pleasure to listen to because this is obviously a genre that everyone at the moment and for the foreseeable future will be huge on TV, on uh, computer, you know, on video games, on the cinema. So you guys are onto an absolute winner. Well done. Good luck for the future. I think, well. I think you might be listening as well to see if anybody scores less than one and a half points on the quiz. No, I'm going to be waiting for the Smallville special. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be waiting 20 years. <laughs> Thank God we have Simon British and Neil Devlin. Thank that God. Is- that is episode 999. <laughs> Promise. Right. I'm going. Right, so am I. right. Thanks, everyone. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.